zero trust is different. Zero trust is about problem management, not incident management. And again, being an iterative approach, right? You do it again and again, and you, you get fewer and fewer you know, issues that you have to go firefight every day. Technology is transforming how we think, how we lead, and how we win. From InterVision, this is Status Go, the show helping IT leaders move beyond the status quo, master their craft, and propel their IT vision. Welcome to Status Go. I'm your host, Jeff Tun. You may recall in one of our first episodes of 2023, we talked with Brian Jackson of Infotech Research. And one of the trends that he encouraged CIOs and IT leaders to focus on this year is zero trust architecture. Heck, even our president, President Biden, got into the action, issuing an executive order for government agencies to adopt the zero trust stance. In this episode, we are going to focus on zero trust. Many developers and many technology executives that I know and our listeners of our show are familiar with the book, The Phoenix Project. In that book, the author teaches us about DevOps through a fictional story. In the same vein, author George Finney has given us The Zero Trust Project. In that book, Dylan, the new IT director for March Fitness, wakes up on his first day to learn the company has fallen victim to a ransomware attack. In the days and weeks that follow, Dylan learns about zero trust, and therefore so do we as the reader. I'm thrilled to have author George Finney as our guest today. George is the Chief Security Officer for Southern Methodist University and the CEO of a brand new company called Well Aware Security, and we're going to talk about both of those today. So welcome to Status Go, George. Jeff, thank you so much for having me. It's, I'm, I'm excited to, 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 to talk to you today. I always love for our guests to share a little bit about their background, their career journey, how they got to where they are today. So if you don't mind, kind of give us that uh, that journey that you've experienced. Yeah, I, I had a weird uh, path to get to security. So my, my undergrad uh, was in liberal arts. Uh, so studied philosophy and mathematics and languages um, and, you know, after, after that liberal arts, you know, uh, degree, uh, I thought I wanted to be a stockbroker. Um, <laughs> so, so, you know, my senior year, I went on interviewed on wall street, uh, you know, over spring break, like that was my, my, my fun trip over spring break. Um, yeah. And you know, I, <laughs> some I, kids I, go to Florida, you go to New York to interview. There you right, go. Right. Uh, you know, th- th- this, this is how industrious I, I, I was, uh, um, uh, but you know, I, I quickly kind of realized that, uh, you know, that, that probably wasn't the right path for me. Uh, so, you know, it, it's a good thing. I figured that out quick. Um, and you know, unfortunately I didn't have a backup plan. Um, so when, when I came back to, 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 to Dallas to, you know, to, uh, you know, resume my adult life, uh, you know, quickly, I kind of realized, uh, technology is, is, is where I want to go. Right. You know, I have this, uh, you know, because I, I kind of studied languages, I've got a natural affinity for, for technology, right. It, you know, it feels like just learning a new language, um, Got a job you know, working on uh, uh, DSL lines back, uh, kind of <laughs> dating myself a little bit. But, uh, you know, from there, you know, started focusing on networking, 
uh, worked with a couple of, you know, telecommunications companies, you know, got, got the Cisco, you know, certs, um, and had an opportunity to go work at a startup with, with some friends of mine from college. Um, you know, they, they, they were, you know, doing custom software development for folks. Um, so I also kind of took on the role, like after having been on the network side, I became a sysadmin and, and really kind of started to understand Linux um, and, and, you know, email, you know, admin, DNS, right? All, all of those other sides of, of, of the technology world. Um, and then, you know, I, I came back to Dallas uh, and, and got this job at SMU. It really, because, um, you, you know, I, I kind of wanted to play more of a role in the business. Mm-hmm. And, you know, SMU had just reopened their evening law program. Uh, so I thought, okay, cool. Now I'm going to make another uh, detour and, and, and be a lawyer. Um, and as it turns out, um, you know, I, I, I stayed at SMU uh, but, uh, to, to be their, their security uh, leader. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, it made so much sense, you know, having a network background combined with a sysadmin background, combined with the legal compliance policy, regulatory contract kind of side of things. Um, and and, and I, I think really security is the, the common thread. Uh, through all of those little detours that I made uh, to, to, you know, pr- you know, just do, to do the job of protecting uh, folks, uh, you know, before something bad happened rather than, than after. Um, and, you know, as, as, as I've, you know, kind of led the security program at, at our university, that's really been my focus is, is how do we, how do we be proactive rather than reactive? How do, yeah. how do we, uh, you know, prevent bad things from happening? Um, and the more that I did that, uh, you know, the, the more I kind of got to know about zero trust and it just turned out that, uh, you know, the, the guy that coined the term zero trust, John Kindervog lives here in, in Dallas. And, and, you know, we met at a, a, a conference or a workshop or something and, man, just, just became, you know, good friends. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of led to, to, to a lot of things like, like the book, uh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. We'll, we'll talk about. <laughs> you, you got introduced to this concept of, of zero trust. What inspired you to turn this into a book? And then kind of part two of that is why in the storytelling mode, a la Phoenix Project? So two parts. Yeah. So, so you know, I, I, after Well Aware came out, you know, I, it, it took it took a lot out of me. Uh, it took three years to write. And I, I thought I was done uh, writing books. Um, and, and I got a call one day from, from, uh, Wiley and Sons, the, my, 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 my publisher to, to ask, Hey, did I want to write uh, a, a book on zero trust? And I'm like, well, that's interesting. Um, have you talked to John Kindervog? I, I you know, I, I happen to know him and he's a really good dude. And he's been talking about writing this book for, uh, for, for as long as I've known him. Um, and it turned out, well, you know, he, he, he just wasn't taking their calls cause he was too busy, uh, with, with his new startup. <laughs> Um, uh, which, which is awesome, by the way, they're, they're a zero trust MSSP, uh, they're, they're called onto it. Um, but, uh, uh, really, you know, uh, he, he sat down and, you know, he and I sat on his couch one day and kind of workshop a little bit. Um, he, he, he said, you know what, take, take all my notes. Uh, you know, here's my design methodology. Uh, here's my maturity model. And, and, and you, you, you do it the way that you, you wanted to do it. Um, and he talks about this in the forward, but um, mm-hmm. I was like, cool, I want to do something like the Phoenix Project. And he was like, uh, you're crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, you know, we, we kind of stayed with it a little bit. And, you know, really, so many of, of, of the people in cybersecurity today 
ha have been in the industry for a short period of time, like like five years, right? The, the, the industry has exploded with, with, with growth and, you know, not everybody has that, 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 you know, kind of well-balanced background of, of, you know, networking and security and architecture and, you know, help desk support, like I, an identity, right? All there is become, the field has become so broad. It's hard to kind of understand, you know, everything that you need to know. And so, you know, the, the, because we wrote it as a story, right. You, you as a human can kind of picture yourself in zero trust, right. Whatever your role is. Um, there's someone, you know, Dylan builds an interdisciplinary team around him yes. um, that from all of IT to help make the zero trust journey happen for, for their company. And so I, I think no matter what your role is in IT, you have a role to play uh, in zero trust. Um, and and I, I think, you know, that that is one of the things that that gets lost when you look at uh, the, the NIST standard for, for zero trust 800-207. Uh, or when you look at some of the other reference manuals on zero trust, right, the, that, that had already been done. All of that info is out there. Um, and I think really making it resonate, right? Connecting with people, um, that's, that's how we both bring them into security and welcome them in, uh, but also give them the big picture uh, and, and help them understand really what, what, we're, what problem we're trying to solve when it comes to security. Yeah. Well, I, I learned so much. I, I, my background is not in uh, cybersecurity. I've been in IT for 40 years, uh, but you know, security was always somebody else's job, right? <laughs> uh, I, I was on the app dev side and all it did was slow me down, right? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, but, you know, going into reading the book, um, I, I thought zero trust was a technology, right? I'm going to go buy a, a box that sits in my data center and I'm going to have zero trust. Uh, and I, I love the way you describe it as a strategy. Hmm. So when you when you think about cybersecurity strategy, what are the things that are coming to your mind that our listeners need to think about think about differently than maybe they were thinking about it before? Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I totally hear that. Like, you know, so many people think security is for the security guys to, to do. Like that that's their job. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, if zero trust is, is only for us security nerds, um, that we're, we're not going to be successful, right? And, and everybody has a role to play when it comes to zero trust. Um, and so at, at a high level, right, what, what is, so I, I think zero trust is a strategy. Um, yeah. And I, I actually happen to think it's the only really, you know, security strategy that, that actually meets the definition of strategy. Uh, because you have to have two things when it comes to a strategy. We, we, you have to have a, a goal that you're trying to reach, um, and you have to have uh, a plan for getting there. As, as, a, as a leader in your organization, right, you need to get everybody on the same page uh, to, to do whatever it is you need to do. Um, and, and zero trust is, is, is really that rallying cry that I think everybody can understand. Right, We've simplified it down uh, to, to as, as simple as we, we can make it. It's about trust. Uh, and removing trust relationships from digital systems. Um, and everyone can go out into their respective areas, whether it's identity or network or architecture or cloud, you know, uh, DevOps, uh, you know, whatever part of the, the organization you find yourself in, um, there are 
trust boundaries or trust relationships um, mm-hmm. that you know we need to think critically about uh, yeah, how, yeah. how and why we we leverage those and and what controls we can wrap around them because from experience, right? John Kindervog was uh, a, you know a, a leader of a pen testing team, right? The common denominator. On, on you know all of the the the, the adversary attacks that that, that 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 go on is they they exploit the trust relationships we have yeah. that's that's yeah. the one central vulnerability and if we can address that organizationally all across the board in every area uh, then we've got a much better chance of, of, of preventing or containing breaches well and and you just said it george that that was one of the, another one of the light bulb moments for me was I think you dedicated a whole chapter to trust is a vulnerability. We're, we're so used to vulnerability patching and, you know, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, Microsoft releases the latest version and the next day you get all the patches coming out uh, to fix the, the vulnerabilities. And where, where did that begin to crystallize for you uh, as trust as a vulnerability. Is that something directly from John or is that something that as you were studying this, you kind of put those pieces together? Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, again, that was one of the things that was in John's notes. Uh, you know, when he was at Palo Alto networks, uh, it, I think it's 2018, uh, somebody made him a shirt with his picture on it, you know, just his head that said trust is a vulnerability, you know, John <laughs> um, you know, I, I mean, you know, I, gosh, I, it makes so much sense as you look at all of the different areas of, uh, of it, um, you know, we keep running into the same challenges with, oh my gosh, you know, we, we, we had this blind spot. Uh, we, we thought we were good cause, uh, you know, we connected this API to something else. Well, uh, wait a minute, wait, <laughs> You know, you're you're giving you know access to an API to to read data, and that I mean, we we know as you look at like the common uh, breaches that have happened over the years, right? Whether it's you know, I mean, so just just looking at APIs, right? Think of the the the, the Parlay or Peloton breaches. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how the bad guys got in. Uh, you know, and you know, any device in the world can access your API through your app in the App Store. Uh, and yeah. potentially, you know, reverse engineer that and, and, and pull all of your customer data out. That's a trust uh, re- relationship that we had in our APIs. Yeah. Um, so yeah. wh- wherever, at, what, you know, everybody has, you know, a slightly different environment. Maybe you don't have APIs in your environment. Maybe you've got websites. Um, is there a vulnerability, uh, you know, in, in your OWASP top 10 that you're getting attacked with? The answer is yes. Uh, yeah. If you've yeah. got a website, you're being scanned right now. Uh, for right. you know, OWASP top ten, you know, SQL injection or cross-site scripting, for sure. Um, yeah. If you're not, you know, if you don't have a tool for that, if you're not, you know, finding a way to uh, to to know what your blind spots are, um, you know, that that's that's a pretty significant gap. And it's easy in IT uh, to 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 you know just be you know ig- you know blissfully ignorant and and just you know uh, keep putting out the the fires that we have to face every day. Yeah. Um, zero trust is different. Zero trust is about problem management, not incident management. Um, so we got to get out of that firefighting mode every day and eliminate whole categories of, of, of problems that, that you know, are sucking up all of our cycles. Zero trust is designed to, to, to do that. Um, and again, being an iterative approach, right, you do it again and again, and you, you get fewer and fewer you know, issues that you have to go firefight every day. Yeah. 
Yeah, it gets to be uh, back to the the old adage. It's it's not really a destination; it's a journey, right? And, and uh, even in the book, you you talk about uh, starting starting small and continuing that iterative process uh, to build up. George, we're going to pause right there and listen to a message from Intervision Systems. Intervision Systems is the publisher of the Status Go podcast. Unlock the power of more with Intervision Systems. We provide the cutting-edge technology and expert guidance you need to take your business to the next level. Don't settle for less. Choose Intervision Systems and discover what's possible. Contact us now to learn more. If you do want to learn more, visit intervision.com. And since we're talking about security today, you might go visit intervision.com slash security to learn more. Without giving away a, a lot of the, the book, because I do want our listeners to, to grab a copy, um, you, you talk in there about the principles of zero trust, uh, and then that segues into the methodology. So listen, what are the principles when it comes to implementing zero trust as a strategy? Well, let me let me first say if if you're on the fence about the book um, and and you listen to audiobooks, my my favorite part of the whole the the whole journey of writing the book is uh, I, I didn't know who, you know I didn't get to pick the the narrator, uh-huh. um, so the day it came come, came out, um, I'm like oh my gosh I, I'm listening to it like this guy did a great job yeah um, and it, it turned out that um, uh, uh, Daniel Thomas May uh, he's the narrator he he was one of the actors on The Walking Dead. Um, oh, and, and cool. so like, I'm like, oh my God, like, I, like I, I tried to like reach out to him and I'm like, oh wow. I got like, I got to go through his agent. Like it's, <laughs> um, yeah. so, you know, man, it, it's, it's just been such a fun and cool journey. Um, yeah. Yeah. But you know, again, yeah. I, I think. That, and that was the version that I air quoted read. Yeah, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, it. so, so, you know, the, the, the very first principle of of all of zero trust and and you know we've been talking about this for a long time in the abstract in the security world but we've got to align security in the business that's the number one guiding principle of of, of all of zero trust um so you know and i and i love that that is is, is captured in in uh you know john's design methodology yeah. um and you know it, it, and that's one of the things that, that that's missing from from you know like a NIST standard uh where it talks about architecture it doesn't talk about uh, aligning security in the business. So I, I think that's incredibly important because every business is different. The way you do things, the, the processes you have in place, the risk tolerance, uh, you know, what, you know, what products you produce, all of that, uh, you know, you've got to understand before you start your zero trust journey um, in, in part, because step two um, is you've got to understand uh, what's important, right? What are your crown jewels? What, you know, if you've done a business impact assessment, what are your top 10 apps that you have to, uh, to or services to protect, to, to keep your yep. business running? Um, start with those and you, you, you work your way from the inside out. Yep. Um, so, you know, again, the traditional process was to start from the outside in, you know, build the castle walls and, and, and work your way inward. Um, we want to protect what's most important to the business first. Yep. Um, then you, you go to, to, to the least privileged, you know, model, only assign permissions or, or access when they're needed. And finally, as you know, as the final design principle is log 
everything. Um, and I, you know, that I think is one of the, the, the biggest challenges just in general with logging, um, in, in part because capturing everything is expensive. Uh, you know, making sure all of the, the, the services are, are, are being, uh, you know, logged and, and, and getting like audit logs from applications, right? Not just the, the server logs or not just the network logs. Uh, cloud visibility is, is a huge challenge, you know, getting those same logs out of the cloud. Totally one of the, 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 the most challenging parts of Zero Trust to do right. But in order to do Zero Trust right and to, to, to find issues and to be able to, to, to proactively you know, identify them and do something about them, you've, you've got to have that captured in a log somewhere. Yeah. Um, that's, that's at a high level, the, the four uh, pillars, if you will, of, of Zero Trust. Yeah. And I, I, I love those uh, because, again, it, it goes back to that that iterative approach of, hey, let's let's start small. And, and even with with logging, you can you can start with gathering the logs around the crown jewels. Right. You don't have to start with every single uh, log uh, file that that uh, is ever created. And the important thing is you have to use them just logging. <laughs> you got to take that next step, right? So what, what is, what is the process? Uh, uh, and I know, um, uh, our hero Dylan goes through this process. Uh, but what is the methodology that you've laid out in the book that people should follow? Yeah. So, uh, man, I, I feel like, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm on the hot seat. This is a pop pop quiz. Um, <laughs> no, so, uh, you know, I, I think again, having a repeatable methodology is 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 one of the the, the best things you can do to start your zero trust journey, uh, right? You know, I, again, I think we, I, I'm guilty of this as a CISO, right? Ah, I, I know I need a new antivirus tool, right? And I've got to go deploy that antivirus tool everywhere, you know, and and you almost treat everything as equal, um, and and that that's cool. We, you know, definitely, you know, get some modern EDR tool in your environment. Uh, you know, don't use the the old antivirus from ten years ago, right? That that's yeah, that's that's, yeah, that's yeah. definitely a, a quick win. Um, if if you're still using uh, the, the the old out of date, I'm not going to say any company names, but um, <laughs> uh, no, no. So so re your repeatable process starts with this concept of a protect surface. Um, yeah. So identify your protect surfaces, right? Again, that that's really yeah. the uh, you know, when you start to do the work of designing from the inside out, right, that's, that's the core principle. So focus on the things that you need to protect. A protect surface is a service or application that you might consider your crown jewels. Um, don't, but don't try to boil the ocean. Um, yeah. so, you know, again, that, that's one of the things that, that, you know, one of the mistakes I learned on the way, uh, yeah. is, yeah. you know, uh, we, we probably have five times as many protect surfaces in, in, in my organization as, uh, you know, maybe some of the, 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 you know, the banks that are out there that John works with. Yeah. Um, yeah. so, you know, you've got to understand what resources you have available and, 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 you know, do your security accordingly. So if you don't have the staff or you don't have the budget or tools, you still can do zero trust, uh, but orient your, 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 your process to, to focus on what you can accomplish. So yeah, start with a protect surface. An attack surface, right? There's a whole category of, of, of products in the security world called attack surface management. Um, that's cool, uh, you know, uh, but I, I think honestly that's a, a distraction. I don't think you can manage your attack surface, right? Especially if you've got an app in the app store and anybody can download it in the world. Any yep. potential device in the world could be a part of your attack surface 
it's hard to manage. But you know, yeah. again, as a concept, like that's an important concept to understand. Um, the protect surface is different, right? It's the opposite of an attack surface, right? It, as a defender, that's that's all I can do is manage what what you know what I have control over. Um, so for each protect surface, um, and, and this is part of of, of of John's overall kind of uh, philosophy, there is a, uh, a, a, a maturity model when it comes to zero trust. So mm-hmm. the maturity model you can apply um, at each protect surface level. Um, so that there is a different maturity model for every service uh, uh, that you have. It's not one organizational service. It's not, you know, your, your PCI scoped environment, then that's all you really care about. Uh, you, you do that for all of your services. Um, and, and, you know, again, each step in the design methodology, there's five steps that you know, we're on step one, uh, for, for those of you following along. Uh, um, uh, but each step in the design methodology can also be in, a, in its own maturity curve. Um, yeah, so protect right. surface, you d- define your protect surfaces. The second step is to map your transaction flows. Uh, there should be no concept of unknown traffic uh, flowing through your network. If it's unknown, it should be blocked. Um, so, but, you know, understanding how applications work is a challenge uh, because, you know, generally speaking, you know, vendors don't always do great documentation. Right. Uh, generally speaking, when you run into a company that I will name, say, Microsoft, uh, uh-huh. And their documentation, if it tells you you can't have a firewall in in your in, in the service, right? That's a problem uh, mm-hmm. that you know vendors need to to, to address. Yeah. Um, Microsoft's big enough where I think they can they they can take the heat and and they can do something about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so finally, the the third step in the design methodology, um, you know, we we've defined protect surfaces, we've mapped our transaction flows. Um, now is finally the time uh, when we start thinking about architecture. Um, so architecting our controls, you know, what controls do we need to have? What's appropriate, right? So if you're familiar with uh, Adam Shostak's uh, threat modeling process, right? Adam mm-hmm. uh, wrote the book on threat modeling. Highly recommend you check it out. Um, you know, we want to 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 assign the the specific controls uh, for our specific uh, protect surface. So you know, it, it's not a one size fits all. We apply you know all, all of our EDR or firewall tools. Uh, equally everywhere, we want to custom tailor uh, that approach. And, and really, this is why uh, Zero Trust is one of the most effective and efficient strategies for success in, in, in security, right? An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Um, but I think that's what separates Zero Trust from defense in depth, where we're, you know, Zero Trust, we're defining custom bespoke controls, only the ones we need. Uh, whereas, you know, some people call uh, defense in depth, expense in depth, because what's the answer? You just add a bunch more layers. Well, how many yeah, layers do yeah. I need? I don't know. Um, that's why I, I argue that defense in depth is not actually a strategy. It's a, it's a tactic for deploying yeah. specifically under your zero trust umbrella, where you know that there's a failure state, you know, that, that's common to one of your uh, controls. So say email. Email, you need defense in depth because, you know, not all of our controls are, 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 are super effective there. Um, yeah. So uh, step four in the design, the design process after architecture is, uh, is, is finally where we start to assign uh, policies and permissions. Uh, again, you want to be very uh, controlled. And, and in the book, uh, John came up with this idea of a Kipling method. So uh, it was a shout out to Rudyard Kipling with the poem from 100 years ago, uh, where he comes up, he coins the term, uh, you know, the, the who, what, where, when, how, and why. Um, yeah. So 
I, I love this as an approach, right? So you've got your architecture, you've got your controls, but today we know that, uh, you know, if, if you're in a security role, you probably have heard like, okay, firewall policy where, where you have policies. Um, so source port, destination port, uh, source IP, destination IP, like th those kinds of, you know, most people think of policy, but your EDR tools, your, your modern antivirus, you configure policy. Uh, your identity systems, you configure policy. Uh, so all across the board, um, everybody needs to be on the same page with what we're trying to accomplish when it comes to policy. So this idea of a Kipling method policy, uh, again, we, we've got an interdisciplinary team at the table. We're all talking about what we're trying to accomplish. So your identity person is there, your EDR person is there, your app owner, your DevOps people, your firewall admin. When we talk about it generically, what we're trying to accomplish now everybody can see, okay, th this is why we're trying to do this. This is how we want to accomplish it. Let me go back to my own individual systems and then configure that policy specifically in my tool. Um, so it's not just an IP kind of rule set. Um, and then finally, uh, the last step is monitor and maintain. Uh, so, you know, again, a lot of organizations have outsourced their, their, their security operations to uh, manage security service provider that does a SOC or, or, or what have you. Um, <clears throat> so that, that's great. Um, you want that feedback loop. Um, yeah. So, yeah. you know, again, I, I think some of the, the challenges with SOC, there's a whole chapter dedicated to SOC in the book, which is one of my favorite chapters in the book. Um, but you, you've got to have skin in the game with your outsource provider, right? They have to be able to send you a heads up to say, hey, we're getting a lot of X kind of log. Um, if only you checked this checkbox in this other application, um, that would make this whole category of problem go away um, uh, because we understand how Active Directory is configured or how web servers yeah. are configured or how uh, you know, this specific you know, uh, ERP system is configured. Uh, you, know, you probably ought to, you know, we see these events coming through and this means um, that you have some sort of insecure configuration. Uh, take yeah. care of that. And we get fewer alerts. We get more effective at the alerts that we're monitoring. Um, yeah. And we can, again, iterate and say, okay, now that we've eliminated that amount of noise, uh, we can focus more on this other thing and then eliminate more noise and then eventually get your monitoring service focused so that, you know, when we do see alerts, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're very aware of, uh, you know, what our environment's like. We built a playbook or a runbook. Maybe we've automated some responses, um, and hopefully, you know, again, as we get further on the maturity curve, um, you know, we can take that next pass and define better what you know additional controls, you know, what what, what transaction flows we might have missed. Uh, and and again, it's an iterative process. Uh, wherever you're at on your zero trust journey, right? You don't need to buy a new tool. You can start today. Uh, tools might be helpful in the long run. Uh, but, you know, again, if all you have are firewalls, you, you can start doing zero trust. Uh, yeah. If all you have is an EDR tool, you can start doing zero trust. Um, so, you know, don't let, uh, you know, I don't have an identity team, you know, you know, if, if that's where you're at, prevent you from, from starting on that journey. Uh, you know, we, we, we all can, can iterate and keep improving. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's like that movie, What About Bob? Uh, if, if, uh -huh. if you've seen that, baby steps. Yeah. I'm just taking baby steps. That's all. That's all I can do. <laughs> yeah. Well, that is that is a a great segue, George, because we are running up on time here. And one of the things we love to do here on Status Go is we love to leave our listeners with a 
very clear call to action. Um, I'm going to insert one here and say my call to action for our listeners is to buy the book. I recommend the audio book. It's phenomenal, but I'm sure the print version is, is just as good. Uh, George, I want to ask you, what are one or two things that our listeners should do tomorrow because they listen to us today? Yeah. So, you know, I, I, thank you. Thank you for that. Um, you know, I, I would say for sure, um, you know, th- think about how y- you can work together as a team. Um, you know, not, it, it, the, you're not going to go on the zero trust journey alone. Um, and, and so, you know, I mean, selfishly, like, you know, go buy like, you know, 50 copies of the book for everybody in your IT team. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. But, you know, short of that, um, you know, think about how, you know, everyone plays a role in security, right? And, and how you can bring your team together to make that real. So one of the things I did, um, I, I'm, I'm the CISO for, for a, uh, a large university. Um, but I, I consider, you know, I've got a small team, right? A lot of universities, you know, don't, don't have huge security teams. Uh, but I think every IT employee, every employee at the university, frankly, uh, is a security team member of mine. Um, yeah. And the way that I recognize that uh, is uh, by giving out challenge coins. Um, so, you know, it doesn't matter if you're on the IT team or if you're a professor, right? If you play a role in security, right? If you report a security incident, if you report a fish, if you, uh, right, w- whatever it is, I want to recognize that you're a part of the team. Um, you know, we've done uh, you know different events over the years. You know, we we, we like to say our, our employees are our cyber superheroes. So we one year we 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 made capes uh, with the SMU logo on the back. Right, <laughs> bring people into the fold, yeah. um, and and you know again. It, it, it might be like herding cats, um, yeah, but yeah. you know, you, you know, bring, you know, you're only going to able be able to accomplish zero trust together as a team. People are the most important part of zero trust. Uh, so think about how you can educate, how you can have conversations with them. Uh, think about how you can get your leadership team just to say, "I value security to their groups," and see what kind of difference that that's going to make for you. I, I love that as, as an action, figuring out how you can work together as a team. But I do have this now this mental image of uh, my psych professor back in my college days walking into a lecture hall wearing a cape. Now, that would be cool. <laughs> uh, George, I, I got to thank you so much. I, I, uh, I enjoyed the book. I love meeting you even more than the book. Uh, I've enjoyed our conversations. Thank you for carving out time to talk to our listeners today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been an honor to to, to talk to you all today. To our listeners, if you have a question or want to learn more, visit intervision.com. If you want to go right to the podcast, that's at intervision.com slash status dash go. As you know, it's also available on all your popular podcast platforms, including Apple, Google, Spotify, and and others. The show notes that we put out there will have links and contact information. This is Jeff Tun for George Finney. Thank you very much for listening. You've been listening to the Status Go podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes or get more information at intervision.com. If you'd like to contribute to the conversation, find Intervision on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitter. Thank you for listening. Until next time.